I would like to speak today a little bit about the divine office, since as lay Dominicans, one of the minimum goals, according to the particular directory, is to pray morning prayer and evening prayer as a minimum goal. And it's always good to return to the basics in order to, you know, better reassess what we're doing. And as it turns out, now I think in this particular group before me today, I think we're at all different levels of familiarity with the divine office. So how many uh, are brand new to the divine office? Veterans of the divine office, you know what you're doing, you feel pretty confident. Okay, so um, that's wonderful. Do it again, raise your hand. Okay, all right. Stand if you feel pretty good, but you have still have a lot of questions. All right, good, so have a seat. Stand if you're brand new and you have heard the word maybe before, or maybe you haven't heard the word before, and you really don't know what it is, what the divine office is. Okay, all right. All right, pardon? Okay, and somewhere in between step one and step two, okay. And then I imagine that a lot of you use a digital app, which is fine. I myself use a digital app when I am traveling, and it's very helpful. But I thought it would be good to separate ourselves from the digital environment some and to really get into the book, uh, into the one-volume book. So I have borrowed the one-volume Christian prayer book, which is an abridged edition of the Liturgy of the Hours. And I borrowed those books from Bethany Retreat House. At some point, we're going to pass them out. I think we have enough for everybody. There might be a couple of people that need to share. So hopefully this will reaffirm you, the veterans, uh, in your commitment to God as a lay Dominican and inspire the inquirers and the candidates into the Dominican way of life where we share in the divine office. There are lots of different things now. There's the, on the left, on the right here, you see Shorter Christian Prayer. That is a very thin book. It's basically just the collection of psalms for weeks one, two, and three, and four. And uh, we're not going to be doing that. Uh, so we're going to be looking only at the one volume. So here is an outline of today's talk. So first, I'd like to look at some two theological aspects of, of the Liturgy of the Hours, One is as the prayers of Christ the High Priest. Another as the prayer of the Church, as the Bride of Christ, the people of God. The history of the development of the Liturgy of the Hours, I'm not going to go into it, except for this small statement. Um, Suffice it to say that the Liturgy of the Hours comes out of the Jewish discipline of prayer at the various hours of the day. And with the conversion of the Jews to Christianity, when the early Christians continued this practice with special focus um, on gatherings at the morning and the evening hours. And the liturgical reforms of the Second Vatican Council sought to make the liturgy of the hours more accessible to the laity. And so at that time, what was the, the Psalter, the 150 Psalms, was the weekly recitation of the entire Psalter was replaced with a four-week recitation of the almost the entire Psalter. The divine office is the public prayer of the church, and it is a sanctification of the day through the hours with the recitation of psalms and canticles and prayers interspersed in between. So, and there are 
I think there are seven official hours of the church. Is that true? Okay, so there are seven official hours. The Dominican Sisters of St. Cecilia, we only pray three of the hours. We pray morning prayer, evening prayer, and night prayer. And so this is going to be focusing just on morning prayer and evening prayer. So some terms and vocabulary. The plan of morning prayer and evening prayer and finding your way in the book. How many are familiar already with this book, with the one-volume set? Okay, and many others are not. And then we'll work through one example, maybe two if we have time. So the nuts and bolts, we're not going to do a lot of nuts and bolts of trying to find the pages today. Okay, Um, That's really better done maybe with a compadre. And then suggestions for praying the Liturgy of the Hours. So for this, the sources, I did use this book, The School of Prayer, by John Brooke, An Introduction to the Divine Office for All Christians. It's a wonderful little book giving instruction about how to pray the Divine Office, some of the theology, and it even has common scriptural commentary for praying the Psalms of the Office. Okay, so the prayer of Christ the High Priest. So the divine office is, above all, the prayer of Christ calling out to the Father and the Father speaking to the Son. So that is from the general instruction of the Liturgy of the Hours. So the priestly prayer of Christ is the prayer that Christ offers to his Father on behalf of man, and he's making intercession for mankind that this, of course, is the eternal activity of our Lord and is most perfectly present to us in the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. So the Liturgy of the Hours is meant to continue the graces of the Mass throughout the day. He, that is our Lord, stands forever before the throne of the Father, making intercession for all, from Hebrews. In praying the divine office, we can be drawn into the heart of Jesus' relationship to the Father. It is not our own prayer, but it is Christ's. Just a word that, of course, the ordained clergy have a particular obligation to continue this offering of the divine office by reason of their ordination. It is their divine office by reason of their ordination and continuing that in their persons. Obviously, as lay members of the church, You do not have that obligation, but your promise brings about a special commitment to love the divine office and to understand about it and to participate in it as the prayer of the church and to offer yourselves in conjunction with Christ the high priest. So let's look at the divine office as the prayer of the church, the bride of Christ, and the people of God. This element is expressed in one of the texts for the dedication of a church. We are the living stones laid upon the cornerstone that is Christ. Let us pray to our all-powerful Father for his Son's beloved church, professing our faith in her as we say, this is the house of God and the gate of heaven. So the people of God, the living stones of the church. So this quote is from the common of the dedication of a church, and I thought it expressed well the idea of the prayer of the people of God. So it is helpful to consider the gifts that come from the... So one is we have the words, and the words are given to us by God. It's wonderful. So my prayer is not dependent upon my feelings. (laughs) They are not my own words. So I'm using the words that God gave us, which actually may express something quite opposite of what I'm feeling in the moment. 
And if that happens, you know, you're praying with the church. Somebody is saying, out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. There's also the presence of Christ in the sacred scripture, especially if it's proclaimed out loud. And the presence of Christ where two or three are gathered in his name. So if you have in your parishes, Father ever offers the divine office in your parish, I really encourage you to, to attend as you are able And then the work of scripture forming us as we pray the office. The way we are living is constantly brought under the lamp of the scriptures. So we are shaped by the words of the scripture. And in your particular directory, in your constitutions, there's a note about the sources of formation for the lay Dominicans. And one of them is scripture, ranks very high on the list, and liturgy. Okay, so structure of morning prayer and evening prayer. In general, we have an introduction in invitatory. All of these steps are all in a certain section of the book, which I'll show you in a second. So we have introduction in the invitatory. We have then a hymn, the psalmody, which is a collection of three psalms, or maybe two psalms and a canticle, scripture reading, perhaps silence, a responsory to the scripture reading, and then a gospel canticle with its antiphon. And the gospel canticle for the morning is the Benedictus, blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. For the evening is the Magnificat, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. Then we have a series of intercessions, and then the Lord's Prayer, the Our Father, and then the Collect, our concluding prayer. It's worth knowing that the Collect, that concluding prayer, is for morning prayer. That same prayer is the opening prayer at Mass. Okay, so some terms and vocabulary. All right, now, if you're new to the Divine Office, this is where it can really... There's so much vocabulary, <laughs> so much vocabulary, and it's coming at you. First, commons, propers, and ordinary. So the common texts are texts that are used for a group of saints. So, for example, martyrs or apostles. The common texts are texts that are common to all of those saints. So they belong equally to a particular group. Or the common of apostles is the set of texts which can be used on all the feast days of the apostles. Propers are texts that are proper to that particular saint or one particular feast day. And then we have the ordinary. The ordinary texts are texts which do not change, no matter the day. So that would be the gospel canticles, the invitatory, Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will proclaim your praise, and one of the invitatory songs. I like to check the ordinary section of the book also to see the order of things. It kind of gives a plan, that list that I had a couple slides ago. That's all listed in the ordinary because that's the order of of things. Okay, so now we have Psalter, Canticles, and Antiphons. So the Psalter, we can use that in two different ways. The Psalter is used to just refer to the 150 Psalms of the Bible, but it's also used to express the arrangement of the Psalms in the four weeks, weeks one, two, three, and four. The Canticles... A canticle just means a small song, or it's a song, and many of the texts 
Oftentimes there's a, a canticle, actually, I think it's every day, actually, in morning prayer. The second is always a canticle from the Old Testament. And then the antiphons, every psalm begins and or ends with an antiphon. The antiphon is a small sentence. It comes from the word, or if we break down the word antiphon, a little voice in return. In our community, we only use the antiphon at the beginning of the psalm. Many more places do it. I think it's probably the more frequent practice is to use it at the, both the beginning and the end of the psalm. Uh, I think that's it for the vocabulary for now. Distribute the books. Okay. <laughs> so, any questions so far? Could you comment on the fact that it is liturgical prayer, even if you pray by yourself? I think it's something that maybe not everybody okay. is aware of. Okay, yeah. So, Stefano was pointing out that the divine office, it's the liturgy of the hours, and it is part of the liturgy of the church, that is the public worship of the church, offered by the church, even in private recitation. That remains true. So Brad asked, well, why don't the Dominican Sisters of St. Cecilia pray the, the antiphon both before and after? I'm not sure why. Sister Mary Dominic, would you have a... One thing that it does for us, it does help us in observing the idea of a progressive... Feast, you know, the more the solemnities we do, do it before and after, but it's not any particular reason. Okay, so major sections of the book. So, first of all, we have the Psalter. The Psalter is in the center of the book, weeks one, two, three, and four, the, the collection of Psalms and Canticles. Okay, then before the Psalter, we have the proper of seasons. So, that would be texts that are particular to Advent, Lent or whatever season it might be, oh, ordinary time. Also, we have the ordinary texts. So, and then on the other side of the Psalter, we have the proper of the saints, the commons, commons of the Blessed Virgin Mary, pastors, doctors, and then we have the office for the dead. In this one-volume edition, we have music, and there's readings, there are selections from the office of readings, That's one thing I meant to tell you about this book. This book contains the complete text for morning prayer and evening prayer and only selected texts for the office of readings. It's kind of the creme de la creme of the the selections of the office for readings, you know. So if you're not familiar with the office of readings, this is a good way to familiarize yourself with them because the non-biblical readings are chosen from the best of the best. Okay, so there, I put the page numbers up there so you can get the hang of the book. Take a few seconds maybe to separate out the the sections of the book and to look at it. So the Psalter begins page 699. No, nothing is, it's not supposed to be that way. It's helpful to you, yeah. I like to use the red ribbon in the back on the commons because I often think of martyrs. No, you can use any ribbon for whatever. It's also helpful to look at page 5, which is the title page. It just gives you an idea of how the book is arranged. And in the the middle, we have the Psalter, and right before that, the Ordinary of the Liturgy of the Hour. Okay. Oh, this is just a brief thing, and more terms and vocabulary. This is the idea of the progressive solemnity, or the ranks of the feast days. 
Proceeding from the least solemn to the most solemn, we begin with the optional memorial, and then we have memorials and feasts and solemnities and feasts and solemnities of the order of preachers. So there are about 15 solemnities in the universal Roman calendar. Then when you add Dominican solemnities, then you have more. So some of the Dominican solemnities, All Saints of the Order of Preachers, we just celebrated the Feast of St. Dominic. The Order would celebrate that as a solemnity, while the Universal Church celebrates that as a memorial. So those are just some things. And patronal feast days of churches. A church under the patronage of St. Luke could celebrate St. Luke as a solemnity, while the Universal Church celebrates it as a feast. So that's a possibility. Not a lot of parishes do that here in the United States, but in Rome, they all celebrate their patronal feast days, not just as solemnity, but as a triduum. They get ready for It's a three-day affair. <laughs> so, not a bad thing. All right, so let's try to do an example. Along with this book is published a little paperback every year a calendar with the Roman calendar on it. And for every day of the year, it will tell you what page to go to for all of those elements of the divine office that we had listed several slides ago. What page to go to for the antiphon, what page to go to for the antiphon of the gospel canticle, etc. So the mechanics, it takes a while to get used to the mechanics, and we're just going to do one right now without the benefit of that book. You can get the book, <laughs> I don't where do you get, I guess St. Mary's has it here, bookstore, order it, yeah. So we'll do the Solemnity of Christ the King. So it is a solemnity, and we're going to find the best thing to do is to begin with the most particular item. So begin with the propers and see if in the proper of, it's, it's not going to be the proper of saints, it's going to be the, in the proper of seasons, Okay, so find in the beginning of the book, in the proper of seasons, the Feast of Christ the King. That's coming up next Sunday, and it should be at the very end of the section. You'll find the proper, anybody have the page? 674. It's a solemnity, so there's an evening prayer one, and then there's a morning prayer. So let's go to morning prayer, okay? Come, let us worship Jesus Christ, the King of Kings. So you have there... Everything in the proper here will be prayed in lieu of what is in the ordinaries or what is in the common texts. So so for the introduction, for the Lord opened my lips and the invitatory psalm, you're going to find the antiphon in the proper, page 677. And the psalms, notice that it says on the bottom of page 677, Psalms and Canticle from Sunday Week 1, page 707. So then, because it's a solemnity, we're using the Sunday Psalms. So you would mark your book for page 707, Sunday Week 1. Okay, the hymn, we can select a hymn. In private recitation, I often do not pray the hymn in private recitation. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. So. Psalmody. So the antiphons, the be, those antiphons at the beginning and the end of the psalm, They are going to be proper, and those are what you see on page 677 and 678. Then we have the reading. The reading is also going to be from the proper, the responsory from the proper, 
and the canticle of Zechariah, the antiphon for the canticle, is also from the proper. Then the actual canticle itself is going to be from the ordinary. And this book also, those ordinary texts, because you're using them so frequently, they have them printed on cards. It's a great way to keep things moving. And then the intercessions and the concluding prayer are both from the Proverbs. That one was pretty easy, pretty straightforward. Okay, in the interest of time, we won't do Albert the Great. (laughs) But, well, just very briefly, we can look at it. I won't go through everything, actually. But Albert the Great is going to be in the proper of saints, which is behind the Psalter. That's page 1318. You notice that the text, it says in the red print, from the common of pastors or the doctors of the church. So you may choose whether or not you are going to pray from pastors or doctors. And then the only proper for Albert the Great in this edition is the concluding prayer or the collect. You pray the divine office with the Dominican community. You would have some proper antiphons as well. So just a note, let's pretend that we decided that we were going to do common of pastors So turn to page 1426 for just a moment and look at evening prayer in the common of pastors. Note that the common has its own psalms and you are free to use either the psalms from the common or the psalms for the weekday. Either one is acceptable. All right, so that's all the mechanics that we're going to do. And I'd just like to wrap up with a couple of suggestions If you're in the habit of using the digital app, I would say use the book. Back off from the digital environment and use the book sometimes with the family. If you're a young couple and you have children or you have school-aged children, I think the Divine Office is a wonderful thing to do together, and you can abridge it in the interest of time if you need to or the interest of the needs of the kids. Pray one section of it. Pray the Invitatory Psalm and then the Benedictus and then the concluding prayers or pray something, and then the intercessions. So you can use elements of it. Feel free to do that. So, oh, speed it up or slow it down. (laughs) Okay. I find that if I'm distracted by things, if I just pray a little faster, then I stick to the text more. Other people might need to slow it down. Commit some of those canticles to memory. Night prayer has a beautiful, the nunc dimittis, morning prayer and evening prayer. You might memorize the Benedictus or the Magnificat. And then do not neglect mental prayer. So this was a question that came up when I was a novice, when we were learning about the office from Father Dubay. And one of the sisters asked, well, Father, if I'm praying the office privately and I feel myself led to contemplative prayer, should I stop or should I continue praying the office? And Father said, well, because you're a religious, you would keep going, keep going and pray the office. I don't think that's the same for the laity. If you find yourself being drawn into mental prayer while you're praying the divine office, I would stop and just go with that. You have to follow the inspirations of the Holy Spirit. So I don't want to be amorphous, you know, and say don't do morning prayer or evening prayer, but we can't neglect mental prayer. And if you're receiving the gift while you're praying the office of going into a deeper kind of prayer, 
it's okay if you don't finish it. You know, you're not obligated. So that's take the gift, <laughs> receive the gift. <laughs> Someone said, well, can I substitute office of readings for morning prayer or evening prayer? Lay Dominican asking that. This person has been praying the morning prayer and evening prayer for many years and would like to learn the office of readings. But time is an element for him, and I suggested that he does. The office of readings can be prayed at any time of the day. A couple of last little thoughts. So this is from the directory. Celebration of the Liturgy of the Hours in union with the entire Dominican family refers to the minimum goal of praying morning and evening prayer from the Liturgy of the Hours each day. And then it also goes on, private prayer is an essential element of Dominican life. So don't neglect the mental prayer. And this was the section that I was talking about, sources of formation. To advance in their proper vocation, which joins the apostolic and contemplative, lay Dominicans draw their strength from these principal sources, listening to the word of God, reading the sacred scripture, especially the New Testament, daily participation as much as possible in the celebration of the liturgy and of the Eucharistic sacrifice. So the celebration of the liturgy would be the liturgy of the hours and mass. And then some last thoughts. If you're not able to pray morning and evening prayer, your devotion to your family, of course, that takes precedence, the needs of your family and whatever needs you might have. On that, so don't get flustered. I don't get scrupulous and discouraged. Yeah, scrupulous. Okay. So I have some quotes about that from a very good friend of mine. She died in 1965. She's a friend now. She's Venerable Mother Mary Magdalene. And she wrote a series of letters to Dominican priest Father Aaron Tara. And Father Aaron Tara was great with all of these things. She says, As I understand it, and you, Father, can be the judge, for souls that God leads by the ordinary way, such as myself, the way to succeed in always acting in accordance with God's will is to take as the more perfect the things of everyday life, with all their consequences and the circumstances that surround them, without subtracting anything or adding anything of our own. So without subtracting or adding anything, sometimes we want to add things, and they're really not in... It's okay to go above and beyond, but we want to make sure that we know that we're going above and beyond, okay, and not create artificial obligations. This is the degree of perfection that the Lord asks of me, and I do not preoccupy myself with seeking greater perfection than this, because nothing seems more secure to me than to try to perfect oneself in ordinary duties. And that would be the duties of your state, especially to your families in your professions. I maintain myself in peace without endeavoring to seek perfection outside the ambit of my duties which would cause me disquiet and doubt as something without limit or any fixed point. So God is not present in disturbance, she says. So, Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is light, peace, and calm. God cannot be present in confusion or disturbance. So don't be disturbed <laughs> if you're not able to do both morning prayer and evening prayer. It is the goal for which you strive. So, that's all. No, I'm sorry. I know where she's a spiritual friend. 
She's like my, this, it's become like a, the set of letters is like a bedside book for me. You know, I can pick it up and go anywhere and just something speaks to me. So <laughs> that's what I meant by that. <laughs> Her spiritual director was a Dominican priest, Father Aaron Terra, who also is venerable. I don't know the answer to that. I don't think that there's one commonly available. As a matter of fact, on iBrevery, all of the other religious orders have their propers up there, but I don't think the Dominicans have. Does anybody use iBrevery? Okay, Do have the Dominicans? No, there's no Dominican propers on there, so I don't know. we got to get with the program there. Right? So, yes, Stefano? There's an app on the Dominican content. I've used it. Sometimes it says it's a beta, but it's very interesting. So just uh, for the night prayer. Okay. Yeah. Do you, do you want to come up and say what it is and give the? Well, sorry, I wasn't prepared to make this comment. It was very extemporaneous. <laughs> there is a, an app, and again, I don't want to endorse it as, but I Dominican Compline. And so for the night prayer, it is from a Dominican, I think it says somewhere it's from the Western province. And you can read it, or there is also the music. You can also play it. And my so it's from a, a priori where they have. So anyway, I'm not aware of other things, but this is purely Dominican and very interesting. Dominican Compline. Stefano, thank you. Yes. It's a good question. What about the Osacrum Convivium or O Sacred Banquet prayer that we do beforehand? That is a Dominican custom to pray that prayer before we begin the divine office. It's not actually part of the divine office. It's a Dominican custom. You can pray it if you forget. Memorize it. Memorize it. That's way, that way you won't forget it. <laughs> Gina? Huh? I think that the Osakram Convivium, I think all the Dominicans do that everywhere. Yes. Yes. So if you're going to pray the Osakram Convivium, that's prayed before all of the hours, mm-hmm. each hour and every hour. Okay. Thank you so much. Oh, and please come more. Come to Vespers. Come to Vespers. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I know you have to leave early or you're going a far distance, but please come to Vespers when you can. Please try to plan on coming to Vespers. The sisters love having you. And also sing. <laughs> you can sing. You know, some people say, well, we don't want to drown out the sisters. Well, maybe if we sat on the Mary's side... We're all doing the one side, then that would be helpful. Anyway, I just invite you to sing along. You know, if you listen for the sisters, listen for the pace, and then after a couple of verses, you know, you can join in. Thank you.